1: Shut up! Shut up! Shut stay up! Shut up! Stay stay up. Stay stay welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin, where we stick to sports, except when we're not.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And just before we started recording, I was checking our inbox, and I just want to say to Tony, whoever you are out there who is looking for pricing on acrylic signs, I'm sorry you have the wrong email address. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry, wrong number. Sorry,
0: wrong number. I mean, it looks great. Like, everything looks great what you're doing, Um, but we are not the podcast, (laughs) but we are the Mind Your Own podcast. And Sasha, how are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Busy. Uh, I know we say that a lot, but I am, I think, at a stage of, like, I think it's like self-preservation where my Mm -hmm. brain is not allowing me to understand how busy I am and how stressed I probably am as a result of that.
1: Yeah. No, I feel that. I was like that for a while and then, like, it's kind of evened itself out, like, we put some things in place so that that stops happening. So (laughs) my, my stress is like gone back to a normal manageable amount for the time being.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hill varsity is, uh, so we're just finalizing our May issue, which Mm -hmm. goes to print in just about a week. And then not long after the yearbook goes to print. Now the yearbook is our, um, you know, it's the, major issue of every year. It's like Mm -hmm. 150 plus pages. So, I mean, the thing is a beast to begin with. But it has to go to the printer early because when you have a little fun fact for anyone who's interested in publishing, when you do want to publish something that large, you don't just send all the files at once. You're not just like, here you go. Because that would be really unfair to the publisher. They need time because something that large has to be printed in stages. So, we definitely... Are on a time crunch and I'm feeling it, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time I'm trying to ignore everything I'm feeling. So right,
1: <laughs> just stuff it down inside, Erin.
0: <laughs> exactly. Now I will say I've been trying to find ways to, um, like, make better use of my time. Yeah, and one thing that I will say, and it's, it's like deceptively. The weather is deceptive because it's been like really warm some days, and Mm -hmm. like right now it's 50, but it feels like it's winter again. Yeah. Which it's not, it's just all like relative. But when it gets to summer, I absolutely hate blow-drying my hair. Sorry yeah. to the men who are listening. I just want to be clear. Blow-drying your hair is the worst if you are, are a woman. The problem is is like I am not one of those lucky individuals who can just like let their hair air dry and mm-hmm. wake up in the morning and it's like nice and you can style it. That is unfortunately not the head of hair I was given. Yeah. So I've been trying to always find ways... To style my hair without having like very minimal effort mm-hmm. so in the past year through the pandemic there were people who did like braids like they would show you different yeah. ways to braid your hair when you went to sleep I'm like okay but the problem is is my hair then would just look like I was like straight out of the 80s like crimped oh, very yeah. crimped hair not a good look So I finally tried it. TikTok has been big on this sock curl trend. Now this isn't new. This is like people in the 50s and the 60s did this where Mm -hmm. they would curl their hair with socks. They would wrap their hair in socks when they went to bed. They'd wake up in the morning and they'd have curly hair because they didn't have the heat tools that we have now. But it's become a trend Mm -hmm. on TikTok. So I finally tried it because I was like, I'm lazy. I'm just going to do this. Aside from looking like a complete idiot while i slept so it's fine no (laughs) one's watching me sleep um they're very (laughs) intense i'm not quite used to like i don't i wouldn't say i would naturally curl my like choose to curl my hair the way that it looks today um but you know i wouldn't quite say i've like hacked summer hairstyles yet but I'm getting closer so if anyone wants to know what Aaron is up to this summer it is trying to find ways to be more efficient with my time and one is probably going to be tying socks into my hair.
1: I may have to try that I don't even own a hair dryer and I have not owned a hair dryer I don't think since I lived at home so like over 20 years ago um because I am old remember people I will be 37 (laughs) in like three weeks um oh that is like so far from old but I get it getting closer but I have seen that and I now I kind of want to try it because your hair looks really nice
0: thanks it was it's one of those things where I you know how you would style your hair it's Mm -hmm. definitely not what I would have done so like I'm it's I keep seeing myself in the little, like, Zoom box because we're on Zoom today. Yeah. And uh, it's alarming to me. Like, I'm <laughs> sort of trying to, like, understand what what's happening. But I kind of going back to what we talked about uh, when it comes to, like, everyone's time is different. Mm-hmm. This is one thing where I'm like, if I could make my time more efficient with, like, how I, like, get ready. Yeah. I want to find that way. But the problem is, is not everything is one size fits all. So like you see the one person on TikTok who does a trend and it's amazing on her mm-hmm. or him. And then you try it and it's not that. So you're right. like, okay, so this doesn't work for me. So now I'm going to have to Jimmy rig it to work for me. Mm-hmm. So that is once all of these, like all of the work is done and summer slows down a little bit, I'm going to be spending time trying to hack my own schedule.
1: Right. I like that and idea. See how though. far I get by fall. <laughs> yes, I think that I like that idea. I've been trying not necessarily like with intention like you are, but I've been trying to do the same thing kind of where like my days are can be kind of sporadic and so like trying to fit in the things that I want to do for my own self-care like is kind of weird. I kind of mm-hmm. like the randomness of it because then it's not like, oh gosh, I have to get, I have to do this at this time and I have to be in bed at this time to make this thing happen. I kind of like the fly by the seat of my pants approach of just like shoving things in where they fit, but still fitting (laughs) them in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I like, this is, this spring was such a wake up call for me. So as things continue to, you know, get back to quote unquote normal, whatever that looks like, I assume for without really knowing but I assume fall will look more normal there will be uh football games and there will be people traveling like I assume I will be traveling for games and this spring was a little bit of a wake-up call that like once my schedule sort of was like up like just things inserted themselves into my schedule that weren't there prior how easy it was for me to get off track or for how easy it was for me to stop like caring about myself. And it is like, yep. I realize when I talk about it on this podcast, it is one thing to say it, it is an entirely separate thing to live it. And I realized the spring that I, I really struggle to take care of myself yeah. effectively. So I think if I could do anything, it's just like finding ways to build in those moments of like self-care, even if it is at like two in the afternoon, like just finding time that like to do something that like makes me feel good, even if it's not in the conventional time where it makes sense. Like I think sometimes we think like I have to sit down and do this at this time or I have to. And maybe that just doesn't work. Like we talk about everyone's schedules and time is different. So. I think part of like hacking my own schedule is like being more understanding that like things don't have to, if the time to work out is 11 a.m., because that just is where the time is, or if it's at 7 p.m. or 7 a.m., like I think sometimes it's just being a little bit more like forgiving of my own schedule, and right. that's really hard.
1: <laughs> I, well, nice. The thing that I struggle with sometimes too with that is like, um, the f- f- like feeling like I need to have the structure, like, mm-hmm. Sometimes life doesn't allow you to have that much structure. So, like, if I have to get up at 5 to get a workout in in the morning, then that's what I'm going to do. If I don't have time until 5.30 or 6 or after dinner, that's when I'll do it. Like, I it's really weird. I, I'm not normally, like, that I – I don't know patient isn't even the right word, but that flexible with myself, I'm like, no, I got to do it this time. But that's just not how life works sometimes, like <laughs> – It's just going to fit where it fits and I'm going to be okay with it. As long as I'm doing the work, I'm not ever going to regret it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Although I will say, and I'm curious if this ever happens to you. So one thing I have also found is like, I have started for my own self. um, I tend to like, if a deadline is on Wednesday, I set the deadline for Monday because then if like, for some reason I have extra, like I need extra time, it's like, I have a built in like extension without needing to like ask anyone else for Mm -hmm. it. But if I hit those deadlines early, so like if I know, hey, I got this thing done on Monday, on Tuesday, then I spend like half my day like thinking I'm being like I'm not being efficient as a worker because Mm -hmm. like somehow I'm done with things and I feel like I'm not being productive. And then it becomes this whole mind game Uh of like, but you got all this stuff done. You just got it done early. But then my brain is like, you're not being efficient. Like you're being a bad employee because you don't have all of these projects to do, despite the fact that you got them done. Right. I don't understand this, but it is happening a lot lately, and I'm like, I'm basically punishing myself for getting things done early. <laughs>
1: the thing I w- when I'm very much like that as well, but like the thing I have to constantly remind myself of is like, okay, today might be a little bit slower, but I know that in a couple of days it's going to pick up again, so it's a good thing that I got this work done early because now I've got a little bit of breathing room so that I can decompress a little bit and then be busy as hell the next couple days. That's just how it goes. But I'm the same way. It's really hard to like get into that mindset of like, it's it's fine, you did all the work. You don't need to be busy a thousand percent of the time. It's fine if you're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which this actually
0: fits kind of like oddly well with what you wanted to talk about mm-hmm. today. So I will let you explain what you were thinking because I do really, really like this topic.
1: So it's—I will just say it exactly how I wrote it to you because <laughs> um, I. This is just how my brain works. I was legitimately driving, and I don't even remember where I was driving, but I got a message from a friend of mine, and I was like annoyed that I got this message. Because I'm like, I don't need a check in every day, dude. Mm-hmm. And I had to literally I always imagine a stop sign when I get like this. I'm like, what is that about? Like, because there's something else there, nine times out of ten. I was like so I sent Aaron a message and I said I was just thinking about how rarely I ask for help and I sometimes get annoyed when someone checks in on me because I wrote, I'm a psycho. I'm not I feel out of my mind when I feel that way. Like it's not normal to me. And that's why I was like, we should talk about this. But it's just because they care and it's okay to give a shit. It's okay to give a shit. And it's okay to give a shit about other people. And it's okay to allow other people to give a shit about you.
0: Yeah, I don't know if this is how you feel like when this happens. But like when people check on in on me, I sometimes think it's like them not caring. It's not like from a place of like, I care about you. I just want to know that you're doing well. It's almost like I feel... And this is not on them. Mm-hmm. It's me. But it's almost like I have to come to terms with the fact that they're not checking in on me and they're not insulting me. Right. Because there are some times where I feel like, are you insulting me? That like, I, I'm not doing these mm-hmm. things. I'm not mm-hmm. getting them done. Um, because that happens to me a lot with work where people understand, oh, hey, you're busy right now. How right. are you? How are things going? And then my brain interprets that as should I not be doing well does it look like I'm doing a bad job like I don't know why my brain does that but Mm -hmm. that's a hundred percent on me that has nothing to do with that person but that's how I unfortunately take it when people just like randomly reach out to check in is that like they're implying something what's
1: the ulterior motive here you don't you couldn't possibly actually just care about how I'm doing something's Mm -hmm. wrong like I'm doing something wrong I think it's important to talk about this because I know for a fact that we are not alone in this, but just slowing down. We talk a lot about slowing down on this podcast, but like taking a minute to like, if you instantly have a reaction, like what, like, what do you want? Which is normally what I think in my head. I always, I instantly, instantly feel ashamed that I felt that way because I don't know, maybe they legitimately are just reaching out to me to like, see how I'm doing. It's not a, like a knock on me of any kind. Um, I also think too that like, it's really difficult for me to ask for help. That like to the point that when someone offers help, I'm almost offended because I'm like, why? Clearly I'm struggling or else somebody wouldn't be offering to help me. But the fact that that would have to mean that I would have to admit that I can't handle every single possible thing on planet earth being thrown at me at one time um, is a really hard realization for me sometimes too. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I like, I think a lot of, when I was thinking about this, this, this isn't just something that I think happens like in male dominated industries. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't just happen in sports. Although I will say that, like, I definitely feel like I have a lot of pressure as a woman in sports to feel like I have to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that women, uh, in just about everything i mean we talk about like for um women that it doesn't matter if you stay home or if you do if you are it you do have a career and then you still come home um, at the end of the day it does not matter they say that like women have women take on more in the home than men do just on average Mm -hmm. and so there is this like Unseen labor that women have to take on, and it sort of just becomes this thing that's just internalized, where it's like, if I'm not doing these things, I'm somehow also failing. So when mm-hmm. somebody asks me how I'm doing, it probably means I'm failing at these things, or I'm not doing them well, or I'm somehow not living up to the standard that I should be. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point this out. And I I bring up TikTok a lot on this <laughs> podcast, but I learn a lot on TikTok, yes. and it's not just how to curl my hair (laughs) i saw this one tiktok that it was this woman that i really and i don't know if she was responding to somebody else or if she was just sharing the video but she goes by her perspective on um on tiktok and now be my me sharing that she's she's like has like master's degrees and women's studies and different things so she's very very intelligent but I'm not sending you to her to go get mad at the type of content that she posts right. because one, she's not going to allow for that. But two, um, it's something that I always feel like I learned from her, but I'm not encouraging you to go follow her if you're going to get angry right. about what she posts. But I do remember, I learned this one thing from her that I thought was really, really interesting about how the the nine to five workday was created in a time when men went to work from typically nine to five And women stayed home and women would be home with the children. They would get them to school. They would take care of household chores. They would take care of meals. They would have dinner ready. They would do the laundry, all of these things. So that when their husband came home at the end of the day, he didn't have any of these other things to do, maybe outside of a little bit of yard work, but you didn't have to pack an entire evening of things into a few hours. Mm -hmm. But now that you have both men and women in the workplace, and you also have women taking on more and more and more, which is a good thing. But the the expectations of your workday hasn't changed. So you now have these families getting home at 5, 6, 6 p.m. every single day. And they have a few hours to get everything done. So, of course, you're starting to see people where they're like, it's easy to just get fast food or it's easy to just do things that are quick. Um, Things pile up. And like we talked about previously with like not everyone's time is the same Mm -hmm. because somebody who might have a housekeeper they have time that they now not, they don't have to do those things. I mean, I've walked past houses where I'm so massively jealous of this. (laughs) They literally have people come like pick up their laundry and do their laundry for them. I'm like, Oh, if I had somebody to just do my laundry, that would be amazing. But like women are put into positions where I feel like these things that don't happen in our homes are just like, they're, they're put on us more than they're put on men. If mm-hmm. things aren't happening, it's because somehow women are failing at them. And so I think part of the problem that I run into is that I internalize a lot of these things yep. that when somebody checks in on me, I'm thinking like, are you telling me I'm doing a bad job? Are you, or I get defensive because I'm like, are you implying that I need to do these things? Right. I have a partner. Shouldn't he also be, and it's like that person who's reaching out is not implying any of those things. <laughs> right. But unfortunately, that is where my brain goes.
1: Yeah. I'm the same way. I, um, for a really long time, especially when I first got into this industry, I thought I really had to be able to do it all. I had mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, had two part-time jobs, or I had three part-time jobs and an internship. One of One of my part-time jobs was an internship, but I was doing all of that. And then I also was you know, Brian and I had just started getting serious. And so he was looking at getting a house and I was still, you know, I was working really early in the mornings at a fast food place that makes pastries. And then I was doing my midday shift at the other job. And then I would go out to the ballpark every single night because, you know, when you work for <laughs> a minor league baseball team, you're out mm-hmm. at the ballpark 90% of your summer all day, oh. every day. And then I would come home and then I would feel guilty because I didn't have enough time left in a day to do X, Y, and Z, and/or spend time with my partner. And I think that, like, taking into consideration all every single thing, just think about like maybe that could be our our um, challenge for this week. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah. Write down every single thing that you do in a day. It will it, it it's gonna blow your mind. I did this once last year because I was getting frustrated. I'm like, why do I not have time? I've got, I've got an hour at the end of the day to do anything. So I wrote down every single day thing I did for every single day that week. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, this is why there are things that can be shuffled around and moved around in better uses of time. Um, but I, I think that just, you know, we talk about grace a lot, but being considerate to, enough to yourself, like people are checking in on you because they give a crap about you and that's okay. But also <laughs> like trying not to get defensive because maybe you don't realize how much you're doing in a day. Um it'll it'll be shocking yeah. I think to some people.
0: And that's the thing too is I think I'm always like hyper aware of also then to like when I like how I check in on people yeah. and when I check in on them and again this is all internalized like yeah. these are the things Same. I have I will say I have some friends that are like complete MVPs. Like there are some people who are just really, really good. Like they want to, they want to reach out. They want to talk on the phone. I always feel awful because I'm like, I'm the worst. Like I don't do those things. Like I don't probably check in enough, but then I realize it takes all types of people to make the world go round. So like, for instance, one of my good friend, one of my good friends, Jim, he's really, really good about, um, reaching out Mm -hmm. and setting up time to talk. But the thing is, is because he knows how I operate, he basically schedules that time. He schedules the time to check in. He schedules the time to talk because he knows if it's on my calendar, yes, we can always move it or we can always adjust based on what, you know, may have come up that week that we weren't expecting previously. Mm -hmm. But because he is really good at like knowing how I operate, that works really, really well with me. And I think sometimes it's also just, you know, not only like you said, Understanding that people are checking in on you because they care, but also, also not being afraid to ask for help Mm is it's okay sometimes just to say to people, um, Hey, thank you for checking in. Actually, things aren't great right now. Um, I don't really have the like space and capacity to talk about it, but I just wanted you to know that like, I appreciate you touching base. Could we talk, you know, in the future? I think when you start to get to know people or when it's your friends, your family, they, they get it, they understand. So not being afraid to just be honest and not being afraid to ask for help or just ask for space. I think sometimes too, we're so afraid of asking for space or saying no yeah. That we we put that on ourselves. We're like somebody who is maybe reaching out because they're like, hey, would you like to get together and do something because I care about you and I want to spend some time with you, they're coming from a place that's like of kindness and love. Now that like the next couple of weeks would be really bad for me. So like if I if I said to somebody like, Okay, sure, well then when that day comes, I'm not gonna be a very good friend because I'm going to be like so stressed out about the other stuff I have going on. Right. Now you could go well, you know, your life isn't work. It isn't this, but it's like, yeah, absolutely. But for these next two weeks or however long, it's going to be a little bit chaotic. Like when you're able to say now isn't a good time, but I do want to do that. I think you also give yourself the grace to like, understand that, like, I don't know, you don't always have to say yes. And you don't always have to put yourself like you don't always have to like do things just because you feel like that's what other people want. Like your friends and your family want you to be happy and they want to help you not create more of a burden. And sometimes, again, it just goes back to honesty. But honesty is really hard.
1: (laughs) I think that um, in those kinds of situations, like for me personally, it is really hard for me to say no. Like, to the point that I will just straight up avoid, which is worse. Um, But being able to say no and give yourself that space, people are going to be more understanding and more respectful of that space if you're just honest with them and tell them what's up. Like, hey, man, I really just don't have, I don't have the time and capacity right now, but I will soon. And when I do, is it okay if we reschedule or plan for that time? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I would, think, I respect that a lot more, but I know how hard it is too. So hard because you
0: always <laughs> think that the person on the other end is going to be mad.
1: Yeah. Because you're letting them down in some way when, no, like you're just asking, it, you're setting a boundary like by saying, no, I don't have time right now. I mean, it's as
0: simple as things like, so I, I am kind of having to find my groove with like my Peloton workouts, like in within the world that I now live in, because when I first got it, like it was really easy to join a lot of live rides because I didn't have a lot on my schedule. It wasn't like I was doing a lot and I'm still not, you know, like I'm not like out partying or anything, but you know, whereas like it was really easy for me every Tuesday at 6 30 to join a Cody Rigsby live class. Like that was just like my schedule every week. My schedule right now doesn't allow for that. So like maybe on Tuesdays it makes a lot more sense for me to do a class on demand but earlier in the day or at a time that makes sense for me yep. but i will say it has been hard because if like friends of mine say are you going to be there or are you going to join it's like really really challenging because it's like i want to because i don't want to feel like i'm letting you down but that time frame actually just might not make sense for me yeah um and that's that's where it gets hard because if all i said was you know, it just really can't work this week because I, I have other things or it would be really, it, it would just be better for me to like do whatever at a different time. They would probably say, yeah, that's totally fine. Not, yeah. not to worry. My brain though is convinced <sighs> that they're going to be like, wow, you can't take this 30 minutes to spend with me. <laughs> right? And I, again, these are all things that like they're all in our own heads. Like there, there are things that we have to deal with ourselves, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, however we work through them, whether it might be therapy or just working through them personally. But these are things that, you know,
1: are no one else's to solve, but ours. It's, it's stinking hard. I even like caught myself. I've been trying to pay attention to like my reactions to things quite a bit lately because I know how I can get, um, and I unintentionally do things automatically. Like, whether it be a facial expression or, like, my tone of voice, um, right. I I just try to, I've been struggling a little bit with those kinds of things lately, too. Just, like, my automatic reactions to things because I don't realize that I'm doing them, but it's, like, so default reactionary for me. doesn't matter what it is. I yeah. don't know you know, it's, it's interesting that
0: you say that. So I have had a conversation on this podcast, but I also had a conversation with somebody else recently, actually with a couple of people about imposter syndrome. And Mm. I've been really struggling with it lately and really struggling with it within my job because, um, I have a lot of moments where I feel like I'm doing a bad job or I don't belong where I am or I didn't earn what I've worked so hard for. And it's not because anyone is telling me that. I mean, I'm sure that there are like random dudes out there that are like, you don't deserve your job. And it's like, then you take it if you think you're so good at it and (laughs) they never do. So, um, but aside from that, like I struggle with imposter syndrome because I'm just like, am I do I deserve to be where I am? Because here's the thing, and this is the challenge that like we all deal with, but like there is definitely a public persona for me. People have an idea of who I am from what they see on Twitter or what they see on Instagram or what they see from just very limited snapshots of me. So like people who meet me in real life, but if you've only met me in like you met me at a football game or you met me here, you have a very, very limited amount of like exposure to me so like you you form this idea of who aaron Sorensen is now that sometimes can be a person who's like wow she sucks based on just this little piece of information mm-hmm. but there are also people who i think like sometimes like think i am the nicest person alive they're like wow you are just so kind you are so nice and like that's very flattering mm-hmm. but i'm gonna be honest i'm not like that all the time i get snippy i can say things i don't mean i have days where I am not a nice person I have moments where I am not proud of the things I've said the things I've done the way I've treated people I know we all do but that is a part of it that builds into it for me where it's like that where I sit and I think when people talk and they compliment me about how nice I am Mm. or this and I'm like if only you knew (laughs) I'm really not but like that is a mind game I play with myself where I'm like the things that people say I am they compliment me on my this or this or this. I'm always like it's negated because of the times I'm like kind of a jerk to somebody because yeah. I'm like, well, I can't be those things because of this. and then I beat myself up about it. yep. so I mean that's the ch- that's the challenge I have with kind of this public persona of my job is people take away these little chunks that they believe of me to be and then I have to square that with myself because I'm going to tell you I'm not always nice I'm not always positive I'm not always funny I'm not always these things but sometimes I am like it just kind of depends on the day
1: (laughs) well that's the thing. the thing that gets lost um not into the ether but the thing that's disregarded I think a lot of times with with people in public capacity of any kind like you see what what face I put on that day. Like you don't know anything else at all unless you are in my inner circle. <laughs> <laughs> but thats I think that people take that for granted or misuse that information is maybe a good way to put it. Like everybody thinks that I'm a smart ass. I am a smart ass. 10% of my life. That's 10 out of 100%. Um, there's a lot of, People are onions, you know, there are layers to them and things that you don't see. One, I personally don't want other people to see those things. But two, Mm -hmm. I think that it's really unfair to expect out of people the 10 second interaction you had with them to be 100% of who they are.
0: Yeah. Now, I've often said when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. But when I say that, it usually is like compound. It's usually things that have compounded over time. Like when you're talking about, for instance, politicians, which we're not going to get political at this moment. But I feel like a lot of times with politicians and like I say this even about politicians, I support like because politicians are not like should not be like somebody you worship no matter Mm -hmm. what even if you voted for them they're a public servant they need to be held accountable so even if you voted for them that doesn't mean you need to like worship the ground that they walk on because they're going to mess up but like i i just i think like when we do this with um when, when i say what i do about like when somebody shows you who they are believe them if you have had enough experience with somebody, whether it's personally or you've watched them from a distance, but they have consi- consistently shown you the same behavior over and over and over and over again. Right. So like, for instance, if you meet me one day, I'm having a bad day. It's out of character for me. And you're like, yeah, Aaron doesn't seem as nice as other people say. Your experience is a hundred percent justified and valid in what you experience with me right now. If you have that experience every single time you meet me, that's a pattern and you should just believe that's who I am. If that is just like the next time you meet me, it is not like that. Like you could be like, maybe that was just an off day. I think sometimes having those moments of like, yes, there are times where like a person, and I think sometimes with celebrities, our favorite celebrities snap, or they have a day where things aren't good. And you kind of have to take a step back and be like, should I... Should I realize that maybe this was just an off day for this person? Mm -hmm. But if that behavior is a pattern, then yes, believe, believe them. And with that said, everyone's experiences with somebody are different. Yeah. And that does not invalidate those experiences because I'm going to tell you right now, there are plenty of people in this world who have met me, known me in my life who, and I'm like calling myself out, but it's because I have the most experience with Mm. myself. But there are people who have met me, known me, and would probably tell you that, like, they don't like me because, like, I've never been nice to them or I've never been this to them or, you know, XYZ or I, 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 I was mean to them. Like, there are a number of things that, like, somebody... I'm like, I know these things are out in the world. Mm -hmm. I didn't, we had a bad relationship or we didn't see eye to eye. We didn't agree on things. And so those things are out there in the world where somebody's like, yeah, I don't agree with all these people that does not invalidate that person's feelings. Like that person, just because they had, just because there are a bunch of people with good experiences with me, experiences with me does not mean that that one person's experience is invalid. It just means that like we are complex humans. Yeah. We are complex people and because of that, not everyone is going to like us. Not everyone is going to be our cup of tea. We are not going to be everyone else's cup of tea. And for somebody like me who wants to be liked by everyone, you just can't be. You cannot be liked by everyone. It's so hard. And And I I was just like sitting here thinking like, how did we get here? Which is usually the, the, (laughs) but I think my point is, is like when we talk about, you know, when we think about ourselves within the world of people checking in or people caring about us and Mm -hmm. not internalizing some of those things as a negative, it's hard because there are a lot of expectations on us. And I think especially with social media and more. Um, access to people than ever before we're constantly trying to be everything to everyone and that also adds a layer that when people check in on us just 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 to say like hey how are you it can sometimes feel like what are you implying
1: right yes exactly (laughs) one thing i do want to add to um your your last comments there were like the other thing that i think that a lot of people forget about or don't take into consideration is that you outgrow people all of the time in your life it's super common it happens all the time the Mm -hmm. people that you're friends with 12 years ago may not even know who you are anymore Um, even if they've been a a quote-unquote close friend of yours maybe you're just not into the same stuff maybe you've grown in completely different ways and that's okay it doesn't Mm -hmm. it's not a knock on either person or any party. It just means that you grew in different ways and you're not into the same stuff anymore. And like um, I bring that up because that happened to me recently. And it was really hard for me to accept the fact that that's, that's what it was. We're mm-hmm. just different people and that's okay. It might be painful and it does hurt a little bit. It kind of stinks, but I can also like reflect on and cherish the time that I was able to spend with that person as a friend of mine. And also you know, be, you know, and um, admire the fact that she's grown in a, a different way than I have.
0: You know, what's interesting about what you just said is, I feel like as we grow up, and this kind of goes back to the world of like how women are um, sort of put into these gen, like these very gendered roles about like expectations of women. Mm-hmm. We grow up and people teach us about heartbreak with what with romantic heartbreak. Yeah. they teach us this like when you know, a relationship ends, we do not spend enough time teaching each other about the heartbreak of friendships ending Mm -hmm. or family relationships ending, because sometimes those can be the most painful or the most difficult, but we almost don't view those as like legitimate heartbreaks where it's like, okay, a friendship ends, that sucks. Like, what did you do wrong? That's kind of like the way that it always feels is like if a friendship ends, somebody did something wrong and maybe they, maybe something did happen, but it really does not matter. Like there, there is a, like the, the feeling of loss, especially in friendships and I mean I've lost friendships I've lost relationships in the industry that I work in mm-hmm. relationships that were very good prior yeah. to you know sometimes little things happen but honestly just growing apart but I don't feel like I've ever been well equipped with how to handle those yeah or how to feel when those things end I think
1: that those like the friendships are have been the hardest heartbreaks for me to deal with in my life it hasn't happened like super frequently um but when they have, it's always, it's always a it's been a friend that has, we just grew apart. We are interested in different stuff. We're at completely different spots in our lives and like realizing that that's what it is and that no one did anything wrong. That's just what happens as people grow up, glow up, whatever you want to call it. It's a normal part of life, but I, I do think that it's an important conversation to like one, just have, but also normalize because it's not just women who go through this. Guys go through this too. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's it's one of the harder things to deal with, be, like to wrap your mind around, especially if you're super close with this friend or, you know,
0: family Yeah, well, family often member. friendships, like those, those friendships are some of the longer, like they have lasted longer than yeah. even like romantic relationships. Yep. And so then you're left to process this thing that I feel like a lot of times people just don't really understand. They're like, well what, what did you do? What happened? And that really, like for me, like I have, I have thankfully in my adult life, not necessarily lost any friendships, but I preface that with a lot of my friendships have changed because a lot of my friends have children, they um, are in very different places in their lives. Like they, most of my friends have two, maybe three on the way. It does not mean I love them any less. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they love me any less. It's just, we're in very different places. And I kind of acknowledge that like, if the day comes where I have a family, maybe our relationship evolves and grows again, because now we're in a different, we're in a different space with one another. But A lot of times I have come to find that they don't always understand me and my job. People Mm -hmm. kind of don't get it when they're like, well, from like August through January, you're basically non-existent, which is true. Yeah. Um, And it's not that they fault me and it's not that they love me any less. But like I just have come to kind of realize that we're in very different places. You're in different seasons. (laughs) Yes, the friends that like I had that were able to just drop everything and go on a trip or go to a state fair just because it sounded fun or just go on a random adventure, those things are not possible for them right now because... Well, they have kids that kind of have to be cared for. Uh, They have partners where they can't just be like, hey, see you later. Good luck. Now, I mean, they can like they can absolutely go travel and their partners can take care of the kids. It's not like they're chained to their homes or something. But I'm just saying there's a lot of things that they now have to consider. There are many things that they have to like. Whereas for me, my biggest consideration is, yes of course, my fiance, but I have two dogs. So I have to think about like, who cares for my dogs and everything else. Mm -hmm. But like, I definitely have a different level of freedom because I I don't have, I'm just not in the same place in my life right now. Right. So I always kind of look at those friendships where like, yes, I miss what they were. Mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that those friendships can't be, you know, great in my lifetime. They're just maybe in a little bit of like a hiatus right, right now where it's like, if I absolutely needed anything that they, they would come in a heartbeat or they'd be on the phone in a heartbeat, but it would be a lot for me to expect them to drop everything. Right. Because they're in just different places in their lives right now.
1: And that's and okay. just I like what it is. <laughs> I've been hearing like the term season a lot lately. And I really like that because I mean, that's, that is what it is the growing people don't ever really start evolving as as people like you're we i i don't i know i'm nowhere near close to being done growing as a human being i've got a lot of room to grow actually but i'm not the same person i was a year ago and i'm definitely not the same person i was 10 years ago so like i think that like understanding that we continue to grow and evolve in our, in our emotions and the things that we're equipped with handling. And, and all of that is part of the wonderful, wonderful things about being a human being.
0: Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is I think as I have gotten older, not that we're old, you're not old. I'm not <laughs> old. None of y'all listening are old. Um, but I think I have come to find like when you grow up, you remember how people always talk about like, oh, the quality of your friendship, not the quantity and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And like, I feel like you hear a lot of those cliche things for me as I've gotten older. I feel like I feel like the relationship. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be a total sex in the city quote. Like this is literally a sex in the city quote. And I am not in any way. Like I want to be clear, like I do genuinely mean this, but like Carrie Bradshaw, like I am 100 percent. I know she said something like this, that the relationship with yourself is how the series ended. Good God. Yeah. Um, but basically the relationship that you have with yourself does become one of the most important things yep. in your, in your life. And there's a reason that it was written into the end of sex in the city. It, as for as cliche as it is, it is very true because as you get older, I think you start to realize like you have to care for you. You have to take care of yourself because when you do that, everything else can be, you can, you can nurture and care for other relationships, whether that's yes. family, friends. And that also changes because you may, when you care for yourself, you may look around you and go, you know what, this relationship is no longer serving me. Mm-hmm. And it's not that this person is a bad person or I hate them or anything else. It's just this relationship is not serving me any longer. So now I can move forward. I think for myself, especially, and I keep kind of going back to this a little bit, but with like my job, Mm hmm. Despite the fact that I have terrible imposter syndrome, like, trust me, I have the worst imposter imposter syndrome right now. But despite that, I have found that I have been happier and more successful in my job when I stopped caring what other people thought, when I stopped yep. trying to be impressive to other people yep. and I just did things because it mattered to me or because I wanted to do it you know it's kind of a game changer but that that has to start with me because when we're talking about all of this what have we gone back to it's all on us Mm -hmm. it's the thing that when someone reaches out and is like hey are you okay we are the ones who are like whoa hold up what are you trying to say yep that is on us (laughs) I I think
1: that um what you said there's like an amazing way to like close out the episode too but like Take, taking care of yourself is the most important thing that you can do for yourself in all of your relationships in your life. The second I started giving a shit about myself, a lot of parts of my life changed, um, and I'm, I'm really glad that you brought up when you start taking care of yourself, sometimes you realize that a friendship isn't serving you anymore. Or you realize the toxicity of that relationship, whatever that relationship may be in any capacity in your life. Until I started taking care of myself and like actually giving a crap enough to think that I was valuable enough to do that, which I'm not saying that to be dramatic, like I really did feel that way for a really long time, but I wouldn't have noticed that some of the relationships in my life were toxic and they were doing me no good. If anything, they were part of the reason why I felt a certain way about mm-hmm. myself or other things. It's really hard to see all that stuff if you're not putting yourself first. And putting yourself first is not selfish. If anything, it's being more giving to the other people and relationships in your life because you're, when you love yourself and start to build a really good relationship with yourself, it's way easier to give more of yourself.
0: Yeah, 100%. No, I yes, we haven't had like a we haven't had challenges. So like I I think in the next week writing down all of the things that you do in a week so you can see for yourself just how much time you spend doing things. So mm-hmm. then when you ask yourself why do I not have the time or the emotional or physical capacity to take on these other things, you can see it yourself. But I also think like Just spending some time reflecting on yourself and things that matter to you, which you start to see when you honestly make lists, Mm -hmm. will go a long way because, yes we, like I said, I can say I'm really, I'm really the queen, hand me my crown, of telling people, like, of saying things, of telling people, like, I need to find balance, I need to care more about myself, I need to do these things, and then not doing them, Um, I just can't help it, that's just where I'm at, but I think when we take a step back and allow ourselves to reflect on ourselves Mm -hmm. and reflect on the things that matter to us, the things that like we, where we're spending our time, our energy, I do think it makes a huge difference. And you might start to discover things that aren't serving you, or maybe you start to discover like things where you want to spend more of your time. And those are all positive things, especially because think of it this way, to go back to this for you and I, a lot of people define us by our jobs. A lot of people know yeah. us by our jobs. They know us by what we what we present on social media and what we do. But, like, there's so much more to us than that. And I think when we have moments to reflect on the things that matter, um, it allows for us to kind of step beyond what yeah. people just think about us when they think of, like, Aaron, the writer, Sasha, the producer. It becomes a bigger, like, it allows for us at least to step back and be like, but I am so much more than that. And if I need help, I should ask for help. If somebody checks in on me, it's totally okay. Mm -hmm. They're probably checking in on me because I'm a freaking badass. And they're acknowledging that, but they also recognize that even even superheroes need somebody to sometimes check
1: in on them. Yes. Period. That's a great way to put it.
0: Well, I do have to say, I always appreciate this podcast um we we say that a lot but I every week leave and feel just like really good (laughs) yes I always feel lighter I do I am looking forward to um more more I always keep saying quote-unquote normalcy because I don't know what normal is going to look like anymore but like because I just I I feel like so here's here's an example of something really quick before we wrap this episode for anyone who's ever curious. Sasha is somebody that I have met in my adult life, but like really, really admire, really am happy to know her. Um, because she is somebody that when I first met her was like, she's way too cool. Like she's going to think I'm like the total, but like that is my brain. Like yeah, it's yeah. Fine. it's just <laughs> my brain. But like, I am excited for like normalcy because like I, I don't want to just spend time with you recording this podcast. I just want to spend time with you um, because I do think as you become an adult and you find people who make you feel good, you just want to spend time around them. Like I honestly, I just want to sit around like you and Sadie and by osmosis, just like absorb some of like your awesomeness. So like, I am looking forward to things like that because I feel like it is good for the soul.
1: Yes. Like this is this is so cliche but the image that popped into my I head brought up sex in the city is, is, there's nothing more cliche is me you and Sadie like going to a park and having a picnic and drinking mimosas and just being awesome yes. together like I um I can be a very negative person honestly Aaron, and I feel like you bring out the positivity in me and I really appreciate you for that and I don't think I can ever thank you enough
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that because I feel it's, it's so interesting when you hear people speak about you because see, like I would have never, ever termed you as negative because that's just not how I view you. I've always viewed you as very, um, now go with me here. (laughs) I have always viewed you as very like realistic in the way that like, you, you humble situations in a very, very good way. Like you have a, you have just like the fourth th- like you just see, like, I feel like I tend to like get myself really wound up on things. And so I feel like you have a really good, like ease about you where you're like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let's balance this a little <laughs> bit. And so it's like yin and yang, but like I would never have ever said that you're negative. I would say that you are like such like a balance, like you're such a like you're somebody who like I look at like what you post on social media, and I understand social media only means so much, but like you always just seem so like real and cool, and that's what I mean when I say that where I'm like it's just like so like I, don't
1: I feel know. like I'm the squelcher of like happiness sometimes because no. it, like like a wet blanket like well actually wait if you look at it like this it's no, not no. that awesome
0: no like you are like you are the perfect like I always am like somebody and my fiance can tell anyone this like I am somebody who gets like spun up really really easily on stuff and gets like really excited about things and the, the reality is is like as somebody like me who's like hey everyone do your research be smart like do this stuff like sometimes I don't I'm just like eh so it is nice when I have people who can like kind of like bring me a little bit like yes we can be excited but maybe like do your research spend a little bit of time like medium excited (laughs) no I would have never ever it's just interesting because like I would have never ever termed you as a negative individual and I don't know you I appreciate that I do want to say too happy belated mother's day to you as a bonus mom thank you um, to anyone listening, if you are a mother, happy Mother's Day. If, if that day was particularly difficult for you for really any reason, mm-hmm. there are so many reasons, please know that, like, we love you. You are seen. Days like that are hard. They are. Because they focus around sort of an idea mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily exist for everyone. But that doesn't that just know that like just know that you're seen you're not alone and I I think there's so many badass women out there mothers step moms um foster moms um dog moms plant moms moms to just like their friends and yeah. the people in their lives like the thing when I think of motherhood is it's so much more than just um it's just like the, I feel like sometimes it's just like your kids. It's so much more than that. Yeah. But if you've lost a mom, if you have, if you're dealing with anything, like, please know that like you are so, so loved and you're, you're doing great. But Sasha, to you yeah. personally, I love your updates as a stepmom, as a bonus mom. So happy Mother's Day to you.
1: Thank you. I do want to say happy Mother's Day to the mothers in any capacity, whatever that means to whoever you are and the people in your lives. You're so, so important. And um, days like Mother's Day like, it gets me kind of emotional, especially when <laughs> I got the sweetest card from my husband. And it, like, it made me feel seen because I, I know that I do a lot, but I don't want to like toot my own horn. But just to be recognized and seen and, and validated for all of the hard work that all of us do every single day like you're seen you're loved you're freaking amazing keep kicking ass and if you want to reach out to us don't ever forget that you can reach us at uh, mind your own podcast at hill yeah anytime and we're
0: also at aaron Swanson on twitter at sasha 72 on twitter we love to hear from you. Honestly, yeah. it, like, makes our day. Now, if you're trying to order acrylic prints, though, um, we can't, I mean, I, maybe, <laughs> can't maybe, maybe I'll start an Etsy. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's some. We'll just add it to like, the
1: hobbies list.
0: <laughs> maybe there's some money to be made here. So if I need to, like, maybe take a little gander at the, like, options.
1: <laughs> we can figure something out.
0: <laughs> but we do appreciate you, as always. Um, we'll be back. Next next week with yeah. another episode. And if there's anything you want to talk about, let us know. I love to hear what's on your mind as well. Um, Absolutely. But thanks for being here. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Ahora Media Production.